Hallelujah. That, that is the power of the gospel. A Muslim, she calls and says, I'm a Muslim at the beginning and at the end. And in just a few minutes, she believes in Christ. That's what God is doing among Muslims. Did you notice in the beginning she's crying? And she's crying out of hopelessness and depression and despair. At the end she's crying, but she's crying out of joy. That's the power of the gospel. And that's why we need to share the gospel with other people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I was born as a Muslim. I came to Christ as a student in Southern California at USC, Trojans. Sorry. <laughs> I was on the streets of Tehran in 79, uh, shouting, death to America. Sorry. <laughs> I've repented since then. I, I say, God bless America today. So don't, don't worry about that. But as a shy, introvert, engineer type person studied Quran and the Bible and I came to Christ and I realized wow powerful the gospel is and I started sharing the gospel with other Iranian Muslims first it was slow and then the Lord opened up the heavens of Iran Iran has the fastest growing evangelical population in the world millions of Iranians have rejected Islam and opened to the gospel that's why Muslim evangelism, I come from evangelizing Muslims in both in the U.S. And, and Iran. But the principles I'm going to share with you is not just for Muslim evangelism. These principles are for personal evangelism. And I hope you when you learn them from the Bible, this week you're going to practice them. Amen? Now, the main verse I'm going to share is 2 Timothy 1.7. It talks about... That God has not given us spirit of fear, but power, love, and of sound mind. I think that's a recipe to evangelize Muslims, but even any type of evangelism. Why? Because it's a fear that stops us from sharing the gospel. We are afraid of rejection. We are afraid that we might offend people. We don't know the, uh, what, what, what's going to come out, what is going to come back and, and maybe attack me, attack my faith. So it is the fear mainly that stops us. And by the way, Islam is the spirit of fear. You know, I was a Muslim. I was devout in the early years, but uh, I got into school as students and, and studying, and I didn't pay attention to it until after the revolution. I said, no, Islam is the way. I need to get back, and I would ded dedicate my life to it. Look, Islam defeated superpower USA, and now it's going to take over the world. So my, I believed in Islam, and I know when I evangelize Muslims, it's out of love and out of what I know they are in. And I'm going to share a little bit today so you get a heart understanding for Muslims, but in general for evangelism. Fear. Islam is a religion of fear, violence, and deception. And I'm not bad-mouthing. I love Muslims. I have given my life to loving them and sharing the gospel with them. But you have to tell the truth. And I don't care about the politically correct. If somebody is sick, you have to tell them, you're sick. Here is the solution. Here, here is the healing. And... And not bad-mouthing them, but telling them, hey, I'm not bad-mouthing. This is, this is who you are. This is what the problem you have. So you have to understand the fear of control in Islam. And in generally, that's Satan. Satan controls by fear. The Lord controls by love. Now, uh, fear, I, I had a lot of fear. 
when I came to Christ. And when I look at these verses, I, I see myself and many people walking to this from fear to freedom to share the gospel. And there are three things in these verses. Uh, it says, he has not given us a spirit of fear. So fear is a spirit, right? That's why I say Islam has a spirit of fear in it. It's more than just emotions. There is a spiritual battle behind the fear. When we are afraid, we need to know this fear is spiritual, and we need to respond to it with the spiritual weapons, which is the Word of God and our prayer. But let's, let's get into that. Uh, number one, we reach them with power, because it talks about uh, power, love, and sound mind. These are the three. This is a recipe for evangelism. This is a recipe to defeat the spirit of Islam. Number one, power. When I came to Christ, I was studying. I was studying Quran. I was studying Bible. And I was finding questions. I couldn't find answers. And I wanted to change. I was getting a divorce. And I, was, I wanted to change. And something that can change me from within Give me peace and joy. I had tried Islam, but in Islam, God was a distant God and had nothing to do with my life. So when I came to Christ, when I compared these, I found so many questions. Then I, I said, the more I study, the more I compare Islam and Christianity, the more questions I have. Before that, just like other intellectuals, you know, this is, oh, all religions are the same. If you really study them, they're the same. Don't fight over these things. That's what I thought, because it's a very nice intellectual. I accept all. But when I studied and compared, I realized the more I studied, the more I realized they do not match. They do not converge. They diverge. Islam and Christianity are representing two different gods. There is one God, but there is one misrepresentation in Islam. So when I came to Christ, I went to a church with those questions. Church of the Open Door, by the way, in downtown Los Angeles. That's where J. Vernon McGee was, the previous pastor. That's where I heard the gospel. And I realized, oh my gosh. As an engineer, I was making things complicated. Sometimes I feel engineers and scientists, we're called to make simple things complicated. So... I, this is simple gospel. A child can understand. God loves you. You cannot reach God because you're a sinner. And because God loves you, he reached out to you. Simple. You accept him. So that simple message, I responded. And my life started changing from within. Just something. I knew something is alive within me every day. And that's... I said to myself, wow, as an engineer, I was looking for something that works. Okay, this is very practical. I wasn't looking for some poetry and nice. That's why I didn't like Psalms, Book of Psalms for a year, for a couple of years after I came to Christ. So why is this guy whining about, you know? And so no emotions, always logic. So I was looking for something practical. And here I found something, a simple message that changing me from within, which I tried all my life to do and not, and my relationship with my wife is changing. Wow, how 
powerful the gospel is. That's why uh, Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for all who, who believe. It's a power. Let's not be ashamed of that simple message of the gospel. So I felt, I need to share this. This, this powerful, simple message can share, change me, can heal families, can heal a nation. And I, you know what? I felt selfish if I didn't share it with others. And I hope we all do. We have the, we have the answer to God, to people's problems. We have answer to marriage problem, and don't, let's not be shy about it. Let's be courageous, not to be rude. You don't have to be rude, but you have to be confident. Are you confident with the gospel? Because it changes lives. It's powerful. You don't have to put it, push it on people. In America, you, just, you can just tell them, by going through marriage problem, you say, can I, can I tell you there is a way that has always worked and will work if you want to? If you let Jesus into your life and let him heal you and your marriage. That's it. And you can share your testimony saying, well, I did that and uh, my life was changed. But believing in the power of the gospel will set us free from fear. Not the spirit of fear, spirit of power in the Holy Spirit. And number two is a, is a, a gospel is powerful. Prayer is powerful. Especially with uh, uh, binding the spirits, praying against the spirits. It's a spirit of fear. So it's a spiritual battle. And God has given, God has made us powerful. We have the power of the gospel, the word of God. We have the power of prayer. He has promised there is power. The prayer of a righteous man accomplishes a lot. Ask, and it can be given. I've had, I remember evangelistic Muslims, and many of them would be interested. Jesus is attractive, you know. And they would say, oh, I love Jesus. Oh, he's so forgiving. Oh, he's love. He's love. I've never seen that in Islam. So here, Muslims are attracted to gospel and, and Jesus. And you know what stops them? Fear. I remember uh, holding hands. Even a Muslim, a Muslim woman, I remember exactly. She, she said, I, yeah, I want to I believe in Jesus. And, and I, would, I would hold her hand and just start praying. And I opened my eyes and her, she was shaking with fear. Even as she was sh- accepting Christ, there is a fear stopping people from coming to Christ. And that's a spirit, so we need to pray. There is a spirit of fear on them. I remember this young man, I was baptizing him. And he said, you know, he said, I, I was so attracted to Jesus. I came to your church. I, I tried to come to your church many Sundays. I would come on your street where your church was, and I did not dare to enter the church. So many weeks I came and I approached the church. Then I turned back and I went to my apartment. He said, one Sunday I had the courage to walk in. He, he said, I sat there. I sat in the back full of fear, and you worshiped, and I really enjoyed it, and I sermon, and right after sermon, I ran out. I went to my apartment. I fell on my face. I said, oh, Allah, Allah, oh, I'm sorry. I went to church. Please forgive me. Don't hurt me. Don't bring sickness to me. Are you seeing the theology of Islam? Don't bring sickness. Don't make me bankrupt. Don't hurt my children. Don't my, my family. And please, please. And I'm so sorry. I went to church. And even more sorry because I really enjoyed it. It was good. So, 
felt guilty even enjoying, enjoying the church. The power of changed lives, that's another thing. Jesus changes lives, and that's the ace. That's a proof. Changes our lives, changes people's lives. Then somebody comes to Christ. You know why Iran has the fastest growing evangelical population in the world? Because he is working there. There's no church. Churches are closed. But when he works, he changes lives. Sets people from free from addiction. Depression becomes joy. And, you know, the family members say, what? What happened to you? They don't even have to say, so what happened to you? You were so depressed, and now you're so joyful. Oh, you were a drug addict. We put you in, in hospitals and institutes to get, set you free, and you couldn't. Now, overnight, in just a short time, you're free. What happened? Power of changed lives. We should live our lives such that people say, you are different. That's what's happening in Iran. That's why so many are coming to Christ because God's supernaturally changing lives and the rest of the family. What happened to you? You are changed. I remember this professor in Tehran University contacted us. He said, you know, I came to Christ through your programs. Uh, we have a 24 satellite broadcast over, going over the heads of the mullahs into people's homes so everybody can watch them in the privacy of their homes. And the mullahs cannot do anything about it. They're mad. They get, I get life threats from them, but they cannot do anything. It goes into people's homes. It, this professor said, you know, I came uh, to Christ, to your programs, and um, I was so afraid because if I, they found out, I would not just lose my job, which I worked all my life to get it, but I could be arrested, imprisoned, and even killed. So he said one lunchtime, I was uh, sitting with my colleagues and others um, and the staff, and they turned to me and said, Professor, mm, are you a Christian? He said, my heart went, t -t 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 oh my, what am I going to say? He said, no. I, I said, no, no, I'm, I'm a Muslim. I denied Christ. He said, I went home and I was miserable. I said, I'm so sorry, Jesus. I denied you. I was afraid. I'm so sorry. Three months later, he said, and another lunch meeting, they said, uh, Professor, we know you are a Christian. Don't, you cannot deny. He said, I told him, why do you say that? He said, we have been watching you the last six months. You have changed. You are not a part of office politics. You don't talk bad against other people. You're always calm and peaceful. Your, your voice and your words are building people up. You must have been a Christian. You must be a Christian. He said, at that time, I, I said, well, I, I've been studying a Bible, and yeah, those are things all in the Bible. Uh, but it, it's the fear that comes, and then the changed lives that people are set free. So those people say, if Jesus can do that, I don't care about the spirit of Islam, I want that. Number to the power of God, the, the next point, the power of God, that, that's the power. You know, it's not the, just the gospel has the power. God himself is our partner. When we evangelize, don't think it's all on you. Yes, open your mouth, say a few things, Jesus does the rest. That's what I've found. You know, I was a super shy person 
But when I, I find, okay, I, I, with this little I have, I just speak up a little bit, I see God does the rest. You know, I'm not, I, I don't call myself, you know, I'm not a televangelist or a healer and all. I, I'm not into that. But when people ask me to pray, of course I pray just like you do. Then I see miracles. I see Jesus answering them. And I'm surprised, wow, healing, cancer, no, freedom from addiction. So I want to encourage you to pray for people, for their problems. It's not up to you for the answer. People say, what if I pray for their sickness and they don't get healed? You know what I found? Even if they don't get healed, they receive your love. They said, you cared enough to pray for me. Let's be bold. Let's pray for people. And expect that God does the best. The miracle I'm talking is not just healing. The biggest miracle is God changing somebody's heart. And he does it. We don't, we can't do it. We just live, out, live it out and, and share some truth. There are people who come to Christ, uh, Muslims especially, who have encounter with Jesus and Jesus heals them. I don't know. He does. That's him, right? Who am I to say you're not supposed to do that. I don't know. I'm not here to discuss theology. I just say he's doing it, okay? These are Muslims, and he, he is, he's touching their lives. They ask, they cry out to him. I've seen so many people being healed by Jesus. And I have a, here is a, a video I have a gift for you on, on the table. It's called Padina's Story. It's a four or five minutes testimony. Watch it. it it's an amazing transformation. A part of it is healing, but healing is not alone. It's a gospel that changes life. And I encourage you to watch that, see how God works. Now, let's move to uh, the power of love. The power of love. The power of love, uh, we have to change our hearts towards Muslims. Sometimes it's our heart problem. We are either afraid of Muslims or we don't love them. We don't like them. And we know that's not God. God loves the whole world, and he wants us to love the whole world. And we have to have compassion on them. When you look at Muslims, you have to see them captives. They are captives in the hands of our enemies. And God does love them. He loved the whole world. He, he cares about, for those 1.78 billion people. He died for them. He has a plan for them. If you ask God, all these Muslims, you know, the terrorists, and what happened in the Middle East, God, do you have a plan for them? I don't think God would say, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do. He knows, and he is doing it. He is opening the hearts of Muslims. And even in the U.S., don't think God is not working. God is working on people's lives, your coworker, your neighbor. He is working, and you have to watch out at the right time, be there for them, and share the gospel. Many are crying out, and God is hearing them. And God has heard their cries, and he is sending his gospel to these people's homes. The answer to cry out of Muslims is the gospel through media, through our satellite, going into every home, and it's bringing the fruits. The word of God will not come back without fruit. And Jesus himself is reaching out to them. Again, I'm, I'm just reporting. People, Muslims are reporting by thousands, Jesus appeared to me. I saw Jesus in a dream. I just see Jesus in a vision. Isn't that the love of our Jesus? 
He said, why, don't you, why doesn't it happen here often? I don't know. They need it. I think I, they, they need it to be set free from that spirit. He's, that is grace. That's his, his grace. Sometimes these, these years, these days, I think, if you want to see Jesus, you got to be a Muslim, you know? And, <laughs> but Jesus, blessed are those who don't see and believe, right? It looks like Jesus is running a special for Muslims these days. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> are you going with this heart? The heart we know he wants none to perish, he loves the whole world, and he says even in Ezekiel 18, 23, I don't have a pleasure for anyone. Even a wicked should die. Even a wicked, I don't want them to die. One good prayer. I, I pray this. I pray this every time I want to go in front of camera because those people so far away, oh, another world, and what I'm looking is just the camera. I pray, God, would you give me your heart for them? Would you, would you pray the same for the people around you, for your family members, your coworkers, neighbors? God, would you give me your heart? And, and you know, he does that. He does that. Sometimes I go, okay, I'm busy with my work and, and, and my sermon and ready, and I go in front of camera, the lights and all that, and God, would you give me your heart for them? Oh, my gosh, I see brokenness, and my heart is touched. God wants to give you his heart. And many times I start talking and I cry. I just received a testimony a couple days ago. This man was saying, I was abused all my life. Nobody cared for me. No love in Islam. No love in my family. No love in my, in my society. And I was just done with God and, and life itself. He said, but when I watched your program, I saw somebody loves me so much that he's crying, he's praying with tears for me. That was me. He said, I saw you loving people so much that you're praying and you're crying. And I felt that love. And that's why I called and I came to Christ. Love is powerful. As powerful as death. And God has given us that power, that weapon of love. You know, it especially works against Islam, because there is no love in Islam. Allah has 99 names, but none what is love. There is no love in Islam. So when you love, when you bring those verses that talks about God's love, it's like a sword piercing the darkness, the light that cannot be stopped. Let's receive God's love, because it overcomes fear. It crosses boundaries. One thing, I came over my fear of people and evangelism, even thinking about talking to people about Christ when I first came. Just thinking about it, I would sweat. But one thing I set me free was, God, give me your heart. I love them. When you love, you come out of your shyness and you talk to people because you care for them. You cross boundaries. You know, the greatest love is Jesus who crossed the greatest boundaries. He came from heaven to earth. So for us to cross a boundary and talk to somebody... That's minimal. That's easy. Your neighbor, your coworker, a Muslim. May I share this with you? If you, you know, you go on, uh, on uh, in a marketplace, you see a Muslim, maybe a woman with covering, and you say, "Well, what am I gonna do?" And you're maybe afraid. What am I gonna? How am I gonna connect with that? Did you know they are more afraid than you are? They are there. 
And if you cross the boundaries, the cultural boundaries, to talk to them, just loving them, that love sets them free. Just caring for that Muslim that you meet. Caring means I'm interested in you. Tell me, tell me about yourself. And one thing, good thing about Muslims, talking about God is natural to them. In America, you, 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 it's somebody, you don't just talk about God right away, right? Among Muslims, it's okay. Just talk, oh, actually, it's a topic of interest. Oh, I see, you're Muslim. You must love God. Tell me. Awesome, awesome opening. Now, the, the power of sound mind, I want to share that. The sound mind, you know, that word, it's such a full word. Sophronismo, that's, that's Greek word. And I studied, it has, in some translations, it's sound mind. In some translations, self-control. And you might think, oh, this, these are two different words, right? What, what is sound mind, self-control? How could you connect that? But when you look at it, it is, it is so connected. In some of the lexicons, they say this. Uh, <clears throat> sound mind, or sophronosmo, is proper mindset that causes a sensible behavior that fits a situation. So it comes from mind, but then it becomes action. Another one says, sound reasoning that causes acting, acting out God's will. So it's a reasoning, sound mind, but it comes into self-control, which controlled by the spirit, controlled by the word, that's some kind of action. To defeat a spirit of fear, we have to be wise. And the source of wisdom, the Bible, and the Holy Spirit that teaches us and opens up revelations to us. Have you asked God, how can I... Share the gospel with my beloved, my family member, my coworker. Would you give me that sound mind? The way I can go to share that truth. Give me wisdom. And many times God gives that. I've asked that. And many times, oh, okay, yeah, you, you're so wise, God, you know. These are, I'm going to share a few things that I've learned. Um, one thing, getting him into the Bible. Um, one is... Giving examples of God's love and giving them into the Bible. Uh, giving examples of God's love for me is easy because I've experienced God's love. And the simplest, at least for Muslims, I use this. I use the love of parents to children. I ask them, uh, do you have parents that do they love you? Some mostly say, yeah, yeah, they love me, my mom, my, my dad. And, and, or if they have kids, do you love your kids? Yes, yes, I love, are you... If something happens, are you ready to die for them? Yeah, yeah. What happens if, you, if they get lost? Or have you been ever lost? Oh, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I was lost in, in a store and all that. And what happened? But, did your mom and dad sit home and they said, oh, he's going to find us. <laughs> no, 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 no. They didn't sit. Oh, they, they came after me. Or they say, did you lose your son? Oh, yeah, last year he went out and he was lost and I was just dying. Did you sit home and just say, well, if he likes me, he will find a way. No, 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 I will go. My, my key point, this is the punchline. You think you're better than God? If you do that for your children or your parents did that for you, and that's love, you think God is below you? He wouldn't do that? He loved us. He loves us, and he, and we are the lost ones. He's not lost, we are lost, and he comes after you. And that's what Jesus, Jesus did. 
Getting them into Bible verses, that's another thing. One, these are practical things I've, I've learned I want to share with you. That's a sound mind or self-control. Getting them into the Bible, powerful. If I can get them, read the verse, that's powerful. This is how I do it. Number one, I say, um, I see something good in them, like truthfulness, kindness, whatever good character, part of their character. I jump at it. Hey, hey, you're so kind. You remind me of God in the Bible. I remind me of this verse, especially Sermon on the Mount. Is I use so often for Muslims. It's powerful. You know, for example, blessed Blessed are the peacemakers. I see somebody who wants just people to love one another and resolve all the conflicts. I say, you, I, you remind me of a verse in the Bible. Bible has talked about you. Did you know You're, you are in the Bible? So would you really? I'm in the Bible? Okay, let me show you. Open the sermon of the mouth. Would you read that? Let him read the Bible. Ah, the Lord just grabs them. They will never forget. For a long time, they will not do that. So, Get them in the Bible. Or sometimes they see, say something close to a Bible verse. They say, oh, you know what you just said? God says that. That's in the Bible. Let me find Let me show you. Let them read the Bible. Don't read it for them. Look, this is, this is what you just said. So get the power of the Bible, having ways to share the gospel. That's why when I pray, God, how can I share the gospel with people of Iran? I cannot go there. They don't have church. And God said, use media, satellite television. And about one hour of satellite broadcast from a secular channel, 2001, after September 11. And from day one, our switchboard was lit like a Christmas tree. People were calling and coming to Christ. There is a way to do that. And when those people would call, you know, it was a secular channel. And it's good, secular channel, we bought one hour. And I remember sitting down, ready to broadcast, for our broadcast to start. And right before us, they were doing belly dancing. <laughs> right before our program. It was their channel, they could do anything they want. And here we were sitting to turn on talk about gospel, and they were doing belly dancing. And I realized, that's good. You gathered them with the belly dancing and I preached to them. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I want to, let us pray and say, God, I want to have your heart. Take away my fear. Substitute it with love. Open my fill my mouth with the good news, the gospel. I want us to go this week be sensitive to the bad news in people's lives. Look, everyone has some bad news. Some have addiction, some have marriage problems, some are depressed. Look for bad news. And where you find the bad news, share the good news. Just touch that bad news. Oh, you're, you're suffering, you're getting divorced, you have marriage problem. I have good news for you. There is a way, sure way. It has worked for many people. Jesus heals marriages. Be a good news and share the good news. Father, I'm so thankful for saving us and sending us to be your children. You were the light of the world and then you told us to be the light of the world. So 
Give us the grace. Give us the wisdom. Give us the heart. And give us the confidence in your word that we might go not apologizing, but humbly sharing. Lord, send your church as you say, go. We go from here to be light to this dark world, to be truth to the lying world, Lord. I pray for our family members, our loved ones who don't know you, our coworkers, neighbors who don't know you, Lord. I pray you send us that we would love them and we would share the simple message of the gospel, even this week. In Jesus' name, amen.